Hey guys, Michael Malice here. Be sure to check out my weekly podcast, You're Welcome with Michael Malice, now on Podcast One. You might know me from my terrible Twitter, my horrible books, or the nonsense I spout on podcasts like Rogan and Glenn Beck. It's all there. Are you black-pilled or white-pilled for the future of the UK? What is a man? <laughs> what is a man? What is a man? No, what I, is the, I, are you white-pilled I, or black-pilled? No, seriousness, girl. No, 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 I love the Jesse Lee piece of question. <laughs> the fact that you discovered that gives me hope for some of the things that I've still got well, that are missing. Well, if you need James G. Blaine's autograph, you are welcome to it. Of course, being the co-author of How to Have Impossible Conversations makes you the perfect guest for this train wreck of a show. Uh, I, <laughs> new episodes are available every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and wherever you get your podcasts. You are welcome. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. We've uh, got an interesting show. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Aston Martin Valkyrie, the McMurtry, uh, updates on Goldberg's garage, some changes I made to my truck, and more. Before we get started, here's Geico. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Hey guys, and welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator DeAndrea, here with Phil Goldberg. How are you? Morning, buddy boy. How are you? Uh, doing all right. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of uh, running around, man. It just seems like there's so many different projects going on, uh, trying to get things kicked off. And as you know as well, you've got uh, ah, new new products, new gigs, um, uh I don't know, just all kinds of stuff going on. I mean, I know you're you're launching some stuff. Do you want to do you want to hit on any of that? You want to plug any of that? Tell us what not you got. Enough, not enough time in the day to do all this, man. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's a, just a new CBD line coming out. Um, it's something that I've abstained from doing for a long period of time, getting myself associated with uh, fitness products. But um, at this stage in my life, and at this stage in my physical life uh it's it's time to really start taking care of myself and so uh you know i i've i i met some guys you know in college that became extremely good friends they're they're wonderful entrepreneurs i followed them obviously uh from a personal and business perspective since college and uh it's a venture that one of my buddies got me into and I really love love the uh, the company. It's called Hemp to Lab, and uh, the new line of products is called Gallant or Gallant. And uh, uh, you know, it's from a immune boosting uh, uh, tincture uh, to a pre workout powder to a post workout powder to a uh, you know like a, uh, a CBD sleep uh, cream. Uh, topical muscle cream, uh, roll-on, kind of like a freeze gel, all kind of 
very broad spectrum uh, products. But at the end of the day, it's just taking care of myself, man. And I found a, a group of stuff that works and I put my name behind it and, you know, onward and upward, man. Another, another one of those ventures that we're just trying to get out there. It's, it's one that I really believe in. So, you know, it's like being with the Dodge brand. You got to be with people you trust and, and <laughs> products that you like and um, products that represent you well. And this is, this is one that's been a long time coming. So, you know, through, throughout your career, you must've been approached a, a number of times to yeah. endorse products, to come up with your own brand of products, you know, like you said, pre-workouts, post-workouts, proteins, treatments, post-workout treatments. And, you know, <clears throat> to, to, to put your name on something is, is, a pretty, is a pretty big deal, which is a little different than being just a, a pitch man, right? Some people, yeah. you can tell the difference between when you're <laughs> yeah. getting paid to sell something and, and, and when it's, it's your product, you know, obviously there's, there's a difference. There's, you know, Kevin Hart doing whatever chase credit card commercials, you know, or, uh, or capital one or whatever it is. And there's a reason why he's doing it, but we know it's not his product, right? He's doing yeah. it. He gets exposure and, He's in front of people all the time. And well, people have to make a living, man. You know, and, yeah. and, you know, at the end of the day, you, <clears throat> you rely on your body of work to get you in front of the right people, to represent the right products. And if you get lucky and one is very representative of you as an individual and, and your thought processes and your, your uh, uh, marketing and I mean, everything, everything that I'm, Everything that I represent is represented by this company. Um, the best of the best, the best doctors, the best researchers, uh, the best marketing team. You know, it's a really win-win situation. And, and I've waited 55 years to put my name on a nutritional product. And uh, I think I truly believe that, that the wait was worth it because these guys are terrific. The products actually work. You know, they're clean. They're they're uh, uh, organic. Um, the transfer systems, the absorption systems that they have are probably the big selling point for the product. And uh, it's just something, something that's representative of me. So I am glad and proud to, to be able to represent the product. And I, I'm excited for people to use it because hell, it's helped me. And I've tried just about everything throughout my 55 years of bashing my brains in, you know, whether on the football field or, or whether it be wrestling. It's yeah. nice to get a little bit of relief and, and, and not to get, have to get it from a pill that you're relying upon, you know, like a, a painkiller or anti-inflammatory or something like that. It'd be nice to take it, you know, have something natural to be able to combat that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. But the CBD yeah. stuff is obviously a, a discussion you and I have had uh, quite a bit <clears throat> We have a CBD seltzer coming out as well with no alcohol and no THC, just a mm -hmm. good quality CBD uh, seltzer that um, is going to come out from Bravago pretty soon. We're actually batching it right now in, uh, in Colorado. We'll be making it soon. But the topic of CBD was always kind of interesting to us because of its properties. And one of the things we, we kind of learned was of all the products that are out on the street of CBD products, like uh, pain relief creams and things like that. It's where, 
the CBD gets tested in the process? Does it get tested? It's the regulation. It, yeah. End of story. <laughs> does it does it get tested when it's dropped off at the lab and before they mix it with cocoa butter and everything else, or does it get tested when it's in the product and 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 that's the efficacy of the product, right? Is is how how well is it going to work and how good is it? <clears throat> so you really kind of get what you pay for in that scenario. So um, yeah, there isn't really a. a a regulation yet so you can find one product that's like we've got x amount of milligrams of cbd you try it it's nothing you try another one and it could be fantastic because it wasn't diluted you know it was it was done the right way so uh, and that's I the spoke- other that's the other benefit of being with such a, a an upstanding company uh, is that once the rubber hits the road and all the regulations start being enforced all the people that are the black label guys are going to be dropping, dropping like yeah. flies. So um, it's not nice to know that the, that that what is actually in the product is what's professed to be in the product. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. I spoke to those guys as well at Hemp to Lab. They're uh, they're they're good guys, um, very smart guys. I spoke spoke to their their head engineer over there as well, and. And uh, it's going to be a good product. So, um, when does that when does that come out? Where do we find it? Is it going to? I think we're going to be launching it next week. It'll be. Uh, I'll get you all the website material. I think we're, we've got a new website being launched right prior to the uh, to everything going public. So, um, I'll get all the information this afternoon and, and next Wednesday or next week when we do our podcast. Uh, I will have everywhere for everything to go because now we're just kind of pumping it. Yeah. All right. We'll hit it on social media as well to get it out there so you guys can check the stuff out. But anyway, I wanted to touch on that because there's a lot going on behind the (laughs) scenes and everyone's been busy with this kind of stuff. But uh, our CBD seltzer as well, as as we said, it's a long time coming. And uh, got some uh, great eyeballs on it last week, dude. Great eyeballs. You know, everybody was tuning in for the PFL event, which I think many more people are tuning in as of late. And, uh, you know, Pretty damn good night of fighting, for sure. But uh, it seemed that they were strategically placing themselves right in front of the logo. Which yeah, is there, there's, a, there's definitely a few people getting punched right on our logo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the, at that Bravago logo at the PFL event. So, we just uh, need someone to bleed out on it. Not bleed I'm out, just telling you. Just, you know, you know, yeah. Uh, no, drop just, a couple of quarts of blood on it. You just want a and, big finishing move right there on the, <laughs> on the logo. Um, but uh, yeah, that, listen, that was a great event leading up to the playoffs. So the next three events are uh, uh, there's New York and two in the UK for the, for the next three events for the playoffs starting in August. Um, it's going to be exciting to be a part of those as well. And we'll keep you posted on all of the availability and launch dates for uh, for the Bravago Hard Seltzer. It's, you know, no secret. The whole process has been a big pain in the ass. There's been some supply chain issues. There's been uh, uh, all kinds of things. But um, we're starting to hit stores in North Washington State. Um, I want to say near Blaine and San Juan Islands. And uh, sounds like we just... Uh, we uh, we signed a distributor in New Jersey that'll be statewide. So our um, we should be rolling out into stores in Jersey in about a month or so. 
they place their order. They've got to, we've got to ship the product to the distributor. Then the distributor starts selling it to the retail store. So it takes a little time. There's a lot of steps in the process, but um, those areas are, are pretty much uh, locked in. So in the next couple of months, we'll be seeing the product roll out there. We'll keep you posted about this. We won't hammer it to death, but we'll, uh, we'll tell you about it. We'll get you up on uh, social media. <clears throat> um, yeah, so the, the website is Drink bravago.com you can sign up there and we'll keep you updated or follow us on social media at drink bravago uh so you're holding down the fort your whole wand is out of town gauge is out of town it's just- i was at the garage site at 8 a.m this morning with the electrician and the plumber and hell yeah dude it's given you know i obviously miss my family uh every second that they're gone but the fact that they are not here and i don't have that responsibility I can put a thousand percent of it towards a garage. So we're kicking it into another freaking phase this week. And, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just one thing after another, but I can tell you that we're about to, we're about to get this shit on the road, man. It's, it's, uh, it's exciting. So I'm, I'm starting to see stuff arrive every day. Storefronts, you know, going to be concentrated on, like I said, the electrician, the, the plumbing, um, all the tanks will be buried next week. Just we're, we're getting there, man. We're getting there. It's getting exciting to where I can actually touch product and figure out where it's going to be. As I see your love rack in the background. Yeah. Right. And I'm looking for your holographic uh, lighting in the top, but that was an ad that I saw somewhere, but um, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's getting there, getting there for sure. I mean, I'm picking out lighting for the outside it's just one thing after another. It's now I got to do fencing and it's, you know, yeah, yeah. none of this shit was in the original budget. <laughs> no, it never seems to be, but listen, you got to get it done while the weather's still good out there. Right. Because as things start to roll along and then next thing you know, the ground's frozen and nobody can do anything and move anything. And Yeah. I mean, the, the only positive part about us being in such a drought is that it's perfect time to go out and build. Right. Yeah. So, um, we're getting some good days, man. Good days. Getting this thing kicked in. Get the grading finished. Starting to get uh, some asphalt, some concrete work done. Garage doors. You know, we spoke, met with LiftMaster last week and did the, did the, did the commercial springs, making sure that everything's up to par. And yeah, it's are the tracks all level because of the different size of the doors and the height of the ceiling. And then... You know, my HVAC system runs right into the top garage door on the corner. It's just one thing after another, but it's getting there. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see for sure. I can't wait to go out there and check it out. It's, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe we swing by around uh, Barrett Jackson, Houston time. Maybe somewhere around there if you're in town. That's September, isn't it? uh october it's actually just like it's it's weird timing the, the, all the events this year have been weird timing like yeah. it's it's like the weekend before sema you're kidding it's it's literally like right there and barracks in vegas they just did very well but it was the fourth of july weekend that they did it and yeah. i yeah it's just um yeah i want to say let me see, look at the schedule so barracks uh, is it? I can't believe they do it a week before. See what the twenty fifth or something. 
Oh, so it's actually, so the 20th through the 22nd. So it's, and then there's a week in between and then, and then SEMA. So it's not right. You don't have to fly from one event to the other. There's a week in between. Um, well, yeah, you should plan on stopping up here if you're doing Houston. Yeah, so hundred percent, we'll be we'll be done by then. <laughs> Bear Jackson's going to be October twenty through the twenty second, I believe. <coughs> Excuse me, and then SEMA uh, will be November first through the fourth, technically. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of Barrett Jackson, they did a they did a great job in Vegas. Um, that the Super Bird, which uh, you probably saw, one point uh, five million dollars. It's a huge sale for the for the Super Bird, and they they edged out last year. I think last year's total sales was like forty eight million dollars in Vegas, and uh, this year they did forty nine. I don't know, point one or something, and uh, so it's. It's yeah, they're big event as always. Um, some very very cool cars, and uh, you know they 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 always do such a great job out there. And there are some pretty interesting things that uh, you know just uh, unfortunately wasn't able to make it out there this year. But whew, it's hot in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I hear about heat, man. It's hotter than hell. We had like sixteen days over on. Something. It's not even middle of July yet. Um, but, you know, oh. so last week we talked about the uh, Goodwood Hill Climb, and we were, we were talking about one of the cars out there. The uh, I think it was the the McMurtry, uh, that little single seat <laughs> car, all carbon fiber with the crazy fan in the back, and set the record. At uh, I think it was. 39 seconds something um up the hill climb it was uh just a crazy little car hauling ass out there from a from a fairly new company it's only been around since about 2016 at least that's when they even just started putting this uh this company together but anyway a lot of uh a lot of the buzz for them uh that they earned rightfully so uh putting on a good show <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> at uh at uh goodwood so now they've announced they're going to be doing a a street version of this car now it'll it won't it'll still be crazy it won't be as crazy as the track car that they put out there this car needs to have you know license plates and street legal mirrors and you know all of all of those things that change the aerodynamics a little bit and <clears throat> so it's still going to be zero to 60 in under two seconds and it's still going to be very very lightweight and uh it's going to be geared up a little differently so it's not going to probably run that hill climb quite as fast as this track car did that was specifically geared uh toward that but if you want one it only seats one person and it's 1.6 million dollars so <laughs> so you're I'll, gonna take, have to, uh, I'll take the new 963. Did you yeah. see that yeah. the port took up the hill and then now it's for sale? It's the most expensive, most expensive Porsche ever. And it's available, you know, to certain race teams. The thing is 
Yeah, that, that's just like that's just like a Lamar car. That's just a, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, so it's interesting that you mentioned that because in a similar vein, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got a little bit of a cold, and I know it's annoying for everybody listening. I apologize, but <clears throat> so Aston Martin did the Valkyrie, right? And the Valkyrie, there's two versions of the Valkyrie. There's the uh, the race version, the track car version of the Valkyrie, and then there's a street car version of it. And they're they're making something like uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, like 150 of the Valkyrie street cars and 25 of of the racing cars. But when the project started, it was Valkyrie, it was Aston Martin teaming up with Red Bull or Red Bull's Advanced Technologies. Uh, group it's rbat is what they call themselves and <clears throat> the project started years ago when they were starting to develop this valkyrie and uh when when they were doing it aston martin was going through this transition and i think a new ceo came in and they made some things some changes and they aston martin ended up partnering with Mercedes and AMG. So the project started with Aston Martin and Red Bull and then kind of finished with just Aston Martin. But the team at Red Bull kind of felt like there's some unfinished business. So similar to that Porsche you just talked about, the the Red Bull team is saying, oh, they want to do a version of, of, of their vision of what this kind of like LMP Lamar car would be. And if they made one for the street, although they didn't quite say if they're going to just be for the street or for the track, I think they mean a limited run of cars that may be street legal. They want to do about 50 cars. They're going to cost $6.1 million. And (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's not inexpensive. So I thought the one nine from Porsche was was hefty. Yeah, and they're saying all of this technology that they've developed on the F one teams over the years that aren't necessarily legal in F one anymore can now all be put into this car. So because oh, uh, you need it, uh, you know, full carbon fiber tub, active suspension, ground effects tunnels, uh, their diffuser technology. Their uh, hybrid energy recovery system. Um, in the end, we're looking at about twelve hundred and fifty horsepower. <laughs> Where does this end, man? I love it. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, but good Jesus Christ! <clears throat> and it's it's interesting because the hill climb turned into the Goodwood hill climb just kind of turned into an exhibition of the craziest hyper cars and prototype cars, you know, the Valkyrie ran up the hill and, and, uh, uh you like can't said, do it. The, you can't do it at, uh, at Pike's peak. Cause you die. Right. So you yeah. just do the hill climb at Goodwood because it's a little, <laughs> it's a little safer and it's a better launching point for your product because you, you, you decrease the chance of it launching over the, <clears throat> over the cliff. Yeah. So the, Pike's Peak is definitely a much different 
uh, much different animal out there. I mean, this is, you know, these guys can do the hill climb. It's an exhibition run. There's fans there. There's great video footage of the whole thing. And, and they can just line up and go and line up and go. <clears throat> and it's, uh, it's, it's a much shorter track. But um, the Mercedes AMG one that we've been hearing about for a while, their crazy supercar that as, as we got closer, the, you know, the guys at AMG are like, ah, maybe it wasn't the smartest idea to just do all this F1 technology into the car. It's like, it's not really that practical of a car. I mean, it's going to be crazy, but they're like, we're in kind of over our heads on this thing. But, <coughs> um, but uh, yeah, it should be. Should be uh, pretty cool to see that car finally hit the streets. Um, Valkyrie hitting the streets. Uh, this McMurtry is going to be pretty interesting when that goes. Um, a number of cars, but these hill climb cars, these hybrids and EVs are starting to dominate. Just having all of that uh, instant torque on the low end and just mm -hmm. be able to push up that hill. Uh, we saw the the uh, Gordon Murray T50 you know, run up there, which when you finally see that thing and you hear wind out at, what is it like 12,000 RPM and you hear that fan going. That's uh, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That thing's pretty crazy. This McMurtry, which has the fan as well, which by the way, is like 120 decibels when this thing's at full, at full <laughs> speed. So, <laughs> you know, again, the street version, you can assume it, it, it's going to have they're going to have to limit how the fan gets used because it just will suck air off the dirt out of the, out of the streets and blow it onto cars behind you. So I believe the fans only going to be available in track mode, but I don't know if they're going to do like some geo fencing uh, with the GPS for that, you know, like <clears throat> will the car know you are on a track, yeah. then it can go into a track mode or is there a track mode for the street? you know, like a lot of cars have. And then there's a track mode for the it, track. For the track. Does it know that you're on a track and then makes the fan work or allows the fan to work within some amount, you know, and I don't know enough about how they're doing their fan. Is it full speed all the time? Is it full downforce all the time? Or does it ramp up? Does it increase downforce? Like, can the fan be used on the street but not as powerful, you know, and there's, there's some sort of filtering system. So stuff won't fly out the back, you know, <laughs> uh, what's the, what's the price point on that T50? Oh, that's a good question. Let's see the T50, um, at the time, uh, cause we've seen footage, we've seen data throughout the past seemingly three years on it, four years on this car. Yeah. Yeah. So about 3 million bucks. 3 million. Yeah. It's going to be about 3 million. And he's doing a crazier version, like kind of a track car version. Um, and then I think he's talking about doing a less expensive EV. I think Gordon Murray automotive is, it's got plans for a couple of EVs now. So the company, this is where they're starting, you know, this new company with, with the T50. But like anything, there's going to be hotter versions, but also the technology is going to be shared with other vehicles that they start to develop. And, of mm -hmm. course, those are going to be EVs. 
Yeah. And so we don't know too much about what they're going to do, but I think I read that there was a, an idea of three different EVs. What's funny is the price point on the T50 coming from Gordon Murray seems, seems kind of mundane <laughs> after we leave the conversation of the Valkyrie. Yeah. It seems like a lot of bang for your buck. How much is the Aston Martin Valkyrie? I want to say that one's about $3 million as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those cars look so different, and they probably perform in similar ways. It's kind of... It's kind of a tough call. It's like, I'll be honest with you, the T50 is cool, but the T50 it's just is kind the, of... That's it. It's the lineage. You got you to gotta think that Gordon Murray packs a lot of good karma coming from building that F1. Yeah, right? yeah, he okay. does. And It's like Van Gogh. You got to have his latest, right? I mean, whatever. You got to have the... You know, he's the top of the top, if you ask me. And here's a guy who is lusts, has been lusting after that F1 since he saw it. So. And it is cool that it is a center drive and it's got the three, three seat exactly. um, car, although it is pretty small. It doesn't have a crazy over the top look to it, but I don't know. Let's say Aston Martin Valkyrie at $3 million. Gordon Murray T50 3 million and 10 years from now which car do you think that's yeah pulls the money you know at at Gooding or RM in Monterey you know like which you know they're, that they're, they're I don't know I don't know if they're apples to apples looking at it from a collector's standpoint I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's that that's great. That's a great uh, question. Well, I I mean maybe maybe that's the answer. The answer is 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 although these cars really are kind of different, it's tough to say. I I I think I think the physical presence and the look and the performance of the Valkyrie definitely gets the attention of the room, but the legacy of Gordon Murray, the performance of this car, if it, if it holds up, um, it, you know, quality wise and everything, then this, this could be a car. Here's the thing. It's like Gordon Murray can't, the car can't fail. The company can't fail. Right. Cause then it's like, Oh, here's another like short lived thing from Gordon Murray. Right. <clears throat> but if this car spawns five different sibling cars, it might get sort of lost in the Gordon Murray automotive portfolio. Right. And, and then it's not the best one anymore. Right. It's, it's the first one. It's like the McLaren MP4 12 C, right. That came out. We thought it was very cool. And McLaren's doing a street car. But yeah. it was plagued with with problems and maintenance issues and high costs and <clears throat> and now it's incredibly cheap, 
<laughs> you know, for, for what it is. Uh, and McLaren has far surpassed that with all of its other generations of cars and 720s and, and things like that. So <clears throat> Aston Martin, which has been around for a long time, and we know what they build, having an over-the-top supercar like this it probably won't be topped for a while. So when this thing pops up at auction, <clears throat> the Aston Martin could have sort of an F40 Ferrari, F50 Ferrari feel to it, or even La Ferrari feel to it going, yeah, they've, they've made a faster car since then, but this just was the unbeatable thing at its time. You know, so I, yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah. I, so I guess the answer to, I, I guess my thought I, is the Aston Martin Valkyrie is definitely going to pull big money 10 years from now, five years from now, 15 years from now, the Valkyrie is going to pull big money. It's got the recipe for it. It's limited edition. It's expensive. It's crazy over the top. It's fast as hell. Uh, it's getting the performance numbers. The Gordon Murray T50 should pull big money, but we don't know what's going to get surrounded by with that company over the next few years. The Valkyrie is a safe bet. The T50 is a little bit more of a gamble on that resale value 10 years from now, but it has the potential to turn into something crazy. And the reasoning behind the potential is completely different for both entities. Yeah. Yeah, both. I, it's interesting, kind of both based on a little bit of history, but Aston Martin has a long history of the brand and whatever, and Gordon Murray has the F1. Well, they, yeah, and they have an unlimited budget probably right now and, and unlimited things at their fingertips, you know, to push the envelope a little bit more than Gordon does, I would imagine. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know what Gordon Murray's total funding is. But listen, Aston Martin hasn't been without its problems. That company's traded ownership a lot over the years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but <clears throat> both very cool cars, very crazy cars. And and uh, can't wait to see them in person. Again, we should have went to Goodwood. <laughs> And, and and again, those are only two of the probably 50 that are in that arena right now. Yeah. Not 50, 20. Yeah. 50, yeah whatever. When it used to be one. Right. Um, okay. So <clears throat> I don't know if you remember this car. I think, um, I think Bud Brutzman, our buddy Bud Brutzman was doing one of his shows at the time, maybe rides. And around 2000, uh, Tim Allen was teaming up with Cadillac. And he was doing stuff with GM. And I don't know why Cadillac specifically, but he took this Cadillac DeVille and, uh, and he hot-rodded it. You know, he, he hot-rodded it. He had a little company on the side, Tim Allen Design, TAD. And uh, uh, I think this car was on rides. Does that sound familiar? I, this car or another Tim Allen car, but I swear they were building this car on on the. On I don't remember. I mean, that's what that's what got me to see Bud out was watching rides. Was watching rides, yeah, watching rides. 
one of the <clears throat> best freaking car shows out there. I just thought it was a great docu series uh, of of some pretty pretty cool cars. <clears throat> I want to say when that show first came out, it was like hosted by Jason Priestley, and and he did all of his you know stand ups on uh, <clears throat> at the Peterson Museum before it was all rebuilt. And and uh, anyway, long story short, the Peterson Museum owns this car, this Tim Allen car. It's a 2000 Cadillac DeVille. DTSI is what they call it. And, uh, you know, when Tim Allen got it, it had that North Star engine in it. If you remember that 4.6 liter V8 and uh, he kind of wanted to hot rod it. And, you know, at the time, uh, hot rodding engines was still kind of, we weren't just slapping on a turbo or a supercharger. There wasn't a lot of kits and stuff out, especially for this engine. <clears throat> so he, Dug into the engine with higher compression pistons, did some work on the heads, you know, pour and polish the heads, and and opened up the intake track a little bit, uh, increased the exhaust, uh, you know, and ended up adding a little bit of horsepower to it. They got a pretty nice bump. I want to say the engine was about 300 horsepower stock. They got almost 400 out of it when it was done. Um, and then did, uh, did quite a bit of work. To the North Star? What's yeah. that? Was that prior to the North Star engine or was that? That the, is the did, North Star. Yeah, that, that was that was the North Star engine. So, <clears throat> and then from there, they did a lot of work on the suspension, changed out all of the bushings, did a, a lower the car a little bit, made some custom springs for it, strut tower brace, um, did a, a, a big brake kit from Brembo, had 14-inch rotors on it. Uh, it was kind of, it's kind of cool. And then Tim Allen's group, Tim Allen Design, um, uh, uh, they helped design and do a body kit for it. <clears throat> did some some side skirts and then an 18-inch wheel and, and a few things on the interior in it. And uh, here's a car has about uh, 13,500 miles on it. Uh, it's owned by the Peterson Museum, but it is for sale. It's up on Cars and Bids. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of that site yet, carsandbids.com. After and looking... I, I don't really wonder why they're trying to get it out of the Peterson Museum. You know, it's it. I'm I'm sure it was a cool piece at the time. You know, like we said, it was on the I think it was on the TV show, and uh, uh, Tim Allen was doing a lot more in the car space. You know, he's still a you know a huge star. He's got a lot of success and last man standing is a bit six, super successful show we see him at bear jackson every year in scottsdale he's always there hanging out and enjoying everything so he's super into this stuff so <clears throat> i like that a real car guy gave it a shot with this car uh but if you guys are interested this is an attainable car i would say in the in the world of high dollar cars this is an attainable car there Absolutely. is there's five days left on the auction. So maybe as you're listening to this, another three or four days left on the auction. It's at $31,000 right now. <clears throat> $31,000 right now. So, uh, you know, low miles, it's the only one like it. You're, you're, you know, it's never going to be duplicated. Uh, this is it. Um, take it for, for, for what it's worth. I think it's kind of an interesting uh interesting car there's a little bit of a story there and it's it's the only one out there 
And it's not over the top. And like you said, the cool part about it is it's from Tim Allen. And not only is he famous and a great comedian, but he's a freaking car guy. So I he's mean, a car guy. And this car looks like it's a pretty well-built car. They work with a group called Wheel to Wheel that uh, uh, was doing some pretty good stuff. <clears throat> uh, I believe GM was involved. And uh, when you see us, this, you know, when you see the car um, on the TV show, you can see that a lot of time and energy was put into getting this car right. And I guess he drove it for a while. Somebody put 13 and a half thousand miles on it. I don't think it was a Peterson museum. You never know. But like the museum, they, they acquire cars quite a bit over the years and they kind of run their course through, uh, through the museum and they're still limited on how much space they can have. So they'll have to sell some cars and pick up some new stuff. There's, there's a few cars that I don't think that they'll ever get rid of and that are, there's a few cars that uh, that kind of cycle through with with what's going on in the world. <clears throat> you know, we've seen things pop up like uh, you know uh, the the Pixar feature in the in the museum is very cool, and and their education stuff on EVs and and how that's evolved, and you know, I love we didn't have that. Does man, I, I I just love it. I mean, they've said it very high bar for a long period of time in the automotive world. So yeah, it's good uh, to see a, a, a group of very passionate car guys end up building a world-class museum. That's, you know, awesome. And in the automotive space, probably the best museum in the world, but just on the topic of museums, it's, it's up there. Oh yeah. It's definitely a top museum uh, in general. So yeah. Anyway, very, very, very cool stuff. You guys want to check out cars and bids. Like I said, it's kind of an attainable car. I'm a little surprised it wasn't up on like bring a trailer. I'm not sure why cars and bids, not that there's anything wrong with cars and bids. It just seemed like um, maybe there'd be a little bit more, uh, uh, I don't know, a little bit more press or a little bit more eyeballs on, uh, on, on bring a trailer. But then again, this is, <clears throat> this is how you, you get a company to grow is a, a company like cars and bits lands a car like this, that we all end up talking about. So uh, good, good for them. I hope it does, uh, does really well for them. What else is going on and anything else going on in the car world? I know we're kind of wrapping things up a little bit. Well, personally, I'm waiting for my TRX to come back. Got the bed liner today, put the, uh, Rigid lighting in, did the HRE wheels, did the uh, recon grappler uh, nitto tires, the 37s, and pretty much mirrored what I did with the with the uh, first edition uh, Magnaflow exhaust. It's going to head down to Mario, probably go uh, twin turbo, but that's a conversation we need to have probably next week. We need to get Banks on here again and talk about this compound boosting thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm really close to having to make a decision. But the one thing that I can tell you is I'm keeping this thing on regular pump gas. Yeah. I'm not doing 85 anymore. I'm, I'm just, it, it creates too much stress in my life. Yeah. I, I think that's probably a, a good idea. I mean, you can, you can still make the power that you want to, but this is more of the, 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 the driver's truck. Right. So um, it's funny because uh, uh, lightning, our guy from K rock, that's uh, his name is Jay. He's the brand manager at at Gail 
banks engineering now. He's he's kind of Gail's right hand man, and uh, he just took delivery of his TRX. Um, I just I just saw it up on social media, so we're gonna have to talk to uh, to Jay about that as well, please, at some point. <clears throat> um, and uh, yeah, anyway, apologize for the cold and all the the coughing and the sniffling. I know it uh, sounds terrible when you guys are listening to it, but um, I'll get you guys uh, some photos of my truck. We're getting a little bit closer. Um, our buddy Chris. Uh, Chris Brown is um, uh, got the latest uh, 3D printout versions of the mirrors and the door handles, and uh, and the truck is out right now. We're doing the one piece side glass we talked about before. You know the the, the door glass has the quarter window. It's all going to be taken out. One piece glass is going to be put in there, so it's going to have a nice, fresh, modern look. And then the billet mirrors that we uh, we we're going to be putting up there are going to be able to be moved forward. So a better viewing angle and a little bit higher. So it's going to have a really, really cool, subtle kind of fresh look. When you first see it, you probably won't notice the difference. Um, unless but you're just know that it took two months of planning. It, it took, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> and then uh, <clears throat> while I was there talking to the guy, no. uh, we, uh, there's one other small little change on the, on the, on the back of the cab, it's a standard cab, and the back is a single glass window. It doesn't have the sliding little glass, you know, the little, you know, the little peak oh, hole to get into the to, to the bed. <coughs> and it's it's still very old school, where uh, the glass has this giant rubber uh, gasket around it that that sticks out. And if you notice, modern trucks don't do any of that, so. Just to give it a clean finish, we're doing a flush glass conversion in the back. So uh, the stock glass comes out, and um, we put in a new piece of glass, actually, that was cut specifically for this truck. And it's oversized a little bit, and it fills the gap. And then it's all sealed from the backside underneath. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so now it's kind of a, a flush a glass, a rear glass in the back that uh, will make it so it doesn't. So the side glass, which has kind of a modern look being a one piece glass, it'll match with the rear glass having that same kind of modern look to it. Now the front windshield, we didn't have to do anything on that because that when the windshield goes in, that has a painted trim piece. So the truck's black and then the trim that covers the edge of the glass is is a painted black, like metal, you know, trim piece. So there wasn't anything to do there. It's already painted. So, uh, yeah, it'll have kind of a, a fresher, modern look to it. Um, we'll get it back in about a week and, uh, it, you know, it won't be like tinted or complete or anything like that, but, uh, yeah, it should be, should be kind of interesting. Couple, some, couple subtle little changes that, uh, we'll see. And I'll, I'll, I'll post the before and after so you can see how it looks. Now the mirrors and stuff won't be done yet, but it'll we'll get there pretty soon. But yeah, that's it. All right, let's say let's wrap it up because uh, I'm dying over here, can't breathe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go get some uh, antibiotics. Yeah, right. I gotta, go, I gotta go feed Franklin. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and uh, give us a follow on social media. You know where we're at. 
keep you posted on all the projects that we got going on. And until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. All this month, stream the funniest films for free on Pluto TV. Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy and Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free.